I'm Anya, the Twilight newbie. I'm Delisha, the Twilight stan, and welcome to Fangirl Suck, a podcast dedicated to the Twilight fandom. So let's jump right into it. So we are in mm-hmm, chapter mm-hmm. 16 now. Um, mm-hmm. This chapter is a little slow. It was kind of like, you know, background mm-hmm. and a continuation of the last chapter. So of Carlisle's yeah. personal history, his early days as a vampire. Mm-hmm. So the first like 100 years or so, because he's like... Yeah over 300 years old <laughs> <laughs> he's old. old so um edward invites himself and bella into his office to ask carlisle to kind of like finish up the story or if he wants to like tell his end of the story yeah um but he says he's running late for a shift at the hospital and that edward can finish it because he basically knows everything which when he said <laughs> that i'm like how are you running late aren't you a vampire can't you just like run there fast and be there run fast <laughs> I know. Or, and what exactly is he doing? <laughs> like, he's just meeting Bella. Right? Okay, so yeah, he just went and like he left. I guess maybe he was like seconds away from starting and not, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, so he leaves <laughs> and mm-hmm. I won't get too much into like his personal history, but like mm-hmm. some of the main points were that basically he tried to eat himself after becoming a vampire but he wasn't successful i found that so sad to be honest yeah to be honest like i know last episode i wasn't super like in awe of all the storylines because they were kind of like brief as well Mm -hmm. like the background stories were very brief Mm -hmm. so i didn't really get a sense of like depth Mm -hmm. but for some reason like this time when um edward was explaining how like carlisle was just like lonely and you know tried to like you know, jump and stuff. I just felt so sad that he thought he'd have to, like, resort to that, even though I guess he can't really die again as a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, I guess yeah. so. I don't know. It's sad because, like, in the history, it was saying that his father so much hated mm-hmm. these, like, creatures and taught Carlisle how to, like, basically hate these creatures, too, and so forth, hate himself. So I guess that's why yeah. he thought he had to push himself to that, like, edge of, like, basically trigger warning, killing himself. Um, yeah. But he wasn't successful, as we know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Carlisle came into the vegetarian lifestyle by coincidence. So he was basically trying different mm-hmm. ways to, like, off himself. And yeah. one of the ways that he tried to do it was trying to starve himself. Uh, but that wasn't working either. Yeah. He just grew very weak until I think he came across, like, a pack of, like, deer and he attacked yeah. one of them and drank its blood. And then yeah. from there, he kind of realized, like, I don't have to drink human blood. I just to drink blood in general. So that's where yeah. he kind of came to in, into this vegetarian, quote unquote, vegetarian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like if this was a movie, it would be like Q uh, acceptance of self. Right. Studying to, become, to learn medicine, montage, the next yeah. stages of his life, whatever, yeah. whatever. And then while he's studying uh, medicine, that's when he meets Arrow, Marcus, and Caius. So these mm-hmm. three vampires are like old as the hills, like even older than Carlisle. And yeah. I think Edward makes a comment that they had like a personal painter that kind of like wanted to paint them as gods all the time for the way that they right, existed. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. these three names, they will come up again. They are a constant <laughs> figure in the Twilight series. Okay. So remember those <laughs> names. They'll come up again. He... Um, lives with them for a while but then they kind of like go their separate ways because i guess they're kind of Mm -hmm. tired of going over the back and forth of like you should join this diet lifestyle and like not drink human blood and no you should like Mm -hmm. only drink animal blood blah blah blah, going back and forth 
Uh, but he leaves them yeah. on good terms. And so yeah. he's studying medicine, studying medicine. He ends up in Chicago, and that's when he kind of sees Edward dying of mm-hmm. the Spanish influenza. And we already know that he turns Edward first out of, like, need for companionship because he was lonely. So during the story, uh, I think Bella, like, was going to ask, um, how does a vampire, like, die? But right. Edward kind of cuts her off before he can, like, she can ask the question, sorry. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't want to give her any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's Bella. Yeah. <laughs> so Edward mentions that, like, he's almost always stayed with Carlisle. Like, there wasn't any yeah. time in their history together that he was apart, except for he said he had, like, a rebellious shriek in his teenage vampire years, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So did he try to eat people? I was kind of like no, confused so in a way. So he was like, I don't understand why Carlisle's trying to like curb my natural diet, like what I'm naturally supposed right, to right. like eat. And but at the same time, he didn't want to eat innocent people. So he was doing like a very right. like Dexter like thing where he would like only <laughs> drink the blood of bad guys. Have you watched Dexter? But, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen like a few episodes. Yeah, me too. I, I, know I, gist, I know the gist. Yeah. He's like a serial killer that kills other serial killers. Only kills other serial killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was basically the vibe that I was getting from Edward there. He was like a vampire that was trying to kill mm-hmm. bad guys. Anyways. So he returns home, he said, and he was kind of, like, ashamed of himself and not wanting to be a monster. But at this point, they're kind of, like, coming out of Carlisle's room and, like, heading somewhere else. And Bella says that it was understandable that he kind of made the choices that he did. I'm like, girl. I I remember reading this and I'm like, she's just so nonchalant about the whole whole thing. thing, You know? (laughs) And I found it, like, at this point it's just like you just have to shake your head because you're like this is bella at this point yeah i don't know so she said it was understandable and then he was kind of making the comments like the conversation went in the direction Mm -hmm. of like when will i say anything that like scares you off like running and screaming yeah (laughs) and he was just like but he was happy or he told her that he was happy, like, her knowing basically all of his past and still accepting him for who he was. So Bella makes this comment, like, you're not scary enough for me to run anywhere. And then he kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, bet. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get into, like, a little bit of a play fight. <laughs> and, like, he makes, like, the sound at the back of his throat. And she's like, oh, I've never heard that sound before. And so he kind of, like, flips her onto the couch. And he's like, oh, what were you Jeez. saying now? What were you saying? I'm like, oh. This is so, like, it was cute in the sense of, like, you can kind of see this if it was, like, normal terms, like, yeah, yeah. play fighting between boyfriend and girlfriend. And then she's like, okay, I take it back. I take it back. You're you're a monster. You're definitely scary. thought he pushed, like, Bella in the couch. And for some reason, I imagined it, like, banging into the wall. I don't know. <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it, uh, it sounded like, too. Like, he flipped yeah. her, and then they went flying into the couch. And then, yeah, like, he still funny. had her, though. She's like, okay take it back you're scary blah blah and so he kind of like takes her up into his arms like puts her on his lap and then jasper and alice mm-hmm. come in and this yeah. exchange i thought was funny because jasper was kind of I like was funny too. <laughs> i was kind of like what is going on here like how is everybody so easy breezy in this situation because she's human and then mm-hmm. i think alice makes the comments of like oh it sounds like you were about to eat bella we were wondering if you could share <laughs> yeah i was like uh. <laughs> 
and then she's like oh it's all just a joke kind of thing um but then jasper asks him oh alice says there's gonna be a storm tonight uh we were wondering if you want to play ball are you game and then mm-hmm. bella's kind of confused because the words sound simple but the way that they're strung together by him she's like what is going on right. here and yeah. then they basically explain to her like oh they're gonna go play baseball and the only time that they can play <laughs> baseball is with there's a thunderstorm heading their way Mm-hmm. and Bella's just like you guys play baseball <laughs> and then Edward just like it's an American pastime like of course I vampires know. play baseball <laughs> so chapter 17 is where we're gonna get into the infamous baseball game scene so before we get there though uh so basically Edward goes to drop Bella off at home and then she hears him give out like a low grumble and they see Billy and Jacob in their driveway as pouring rain um, and then Edward is like angry and he says this is crossing the line as Bella thinks that like Billy might say something to Charlie who is at home so um, Bella says she'll take care of it and Edward leaves and Bella already knows what's up and so she kind of has this like going into it she kind of knows what's gonna happen I feel like and so she tells Billy and Jacob that Charlie won't be home for a while so she invites them in to like dry off because she I feel like she knows that Billy has something to say to her about Edward and the Cullens and then um Billy tells Jacob to get a painting from the car and I already knew like instantly like it was just for him to, to leave be the room. alone yeah. to talk to Okay. Bella. Yeah. So even though I'm the one that's read the book before, he says get a painting from mm-hmm. the car of Rebecca. Yeah. And I was just like who's Rebecca? A. I have no Two, idea. Two, why would Charlie <laughs> want a picture of some random girl? And I think like when yeah. we, we get to New Moon, which is the second book, maybe we'll know. Because I feel uh-huh. like this name is ringing a bell, but I'm like, who is Rebecca? And why would Charlie want a picture of her? Because uh, I don't think I he don't has a sister. I don't think Rebecca is. Because I was confused. Yeah, too, I don't think I he had, Jacob doesn't Rebecca. have a sister. No. In the series, nor in the movies, Rebecca could probably be like one of their family members or someone on oh, the right. reserve. But. Maybe. Uh, the name was like slightly <laughs> tugging at the back of my brain i'm like who is rebecca but anyways it was just <laughs> that's the million dollar question yeah. it was just an excuse to get uh, jacob out of there yeah and so basically once jacob leaves billy tells bella that he's been noticing that she's been spending time with edward and he says that it's none of his business but he still says that he thinks it's not a good idea and, like, Bella's, like, a little feisty here. She's like, yeah, it's not your business. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy tells Bella that the Cullens don't have a good reputation on the reserve. And Bella says she knows that, and but the Cullens don't go. And Billy is like, oh, she actually knows this. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, maybe more informed than you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, I'm like, she's this like, series. She's defending her man. <laughs> in this like couple of chapters we kind of see Bella get a little bit more of a backbone and yeah, get a little I bit more so. like chirpy like you know anyways go on mm-hmm. yes and then so Billy uh then fights back and then is like is Charlie informed like does he know about um them and Bella's like he likes the Cullens mm-hmm. so uh Billy says it might not be his business, but it is Charlie's business. And then Bella comes back and is like, it's her business if she thinks it's Charlie's business. And then Billy, like, pretty much surrenders and <laughs> hesitantly agrees. Yeah. 
but he, he basically tells Bella to like think about it and then she's like okay and then he's like a bit pretty much like don't do what you're doing yeah like don't, she's like I thought and, about it she's like okay let me rephrase that don't do it yeah which is basically what we've been saying for like the last couple of chapters like sis yeah do you mm. like to live <laughs> do you like life exactly exactly and then so Jacob comes back and says there was no picture obviously mm-hmm. And then the Billy says it's time for them to go since Charlie won't be home for hours. And um, yeah, and then that that's it. And then Bella is getting ready to go to the baseball game with the Cullens. She chooses flannel and jeans, which is better than her previous, the previous outfit. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see this being more like, so, you know, like, you know, a little, little flannel action around the waist. Very like slightly yeah, grungy. Normaler. Yeah, normaler. Je- yeah, the type of vibe. yeah, I definitely exactly. I definitely agree. Much with that. better yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Charlie comes home and Bella tells him that uh, she went over to the Cullen house and that she has a date with Edward. And I find this part like so interesting because like this is when Charlie kind of gets more like protective yeah, of Bella more because dad I think he mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he mistakes um, Edward for Emmett, saying, like, he's too old for you. Mm-hmm. But Bella says, like, Edward's the youngest and that they're both juniors. And then Charlie's like, oh, okay. And uh, he asks her, he's like, oh, so is he your boyfriend? And she's like, sort of. I'm like, what do you mean, sort of? You basically <laughs> were declaring your love for him. Speak up, sis. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so Edward uh, rings the doorbell and he uh, comes in Um and they have a quick chat with Charlie before the baseball date and that she'll have her home early. Do you what do you think of like their first interaction like um Charlie and Edward? Uh normal. Okay. I found it normal. Like I found it like uh just a dad making trying to check this new guy out, make sure he's good for her for his <laughs> daughter. You know what's so funny? Like too normal. It was very like normal and very calm. Like I will yeah. <laughs> The first time I ever got like when I was dating this guy back yeah, at the end of high school, so I was probably seventeen. And he was a little yeah. bit older than me. He was like nineteen. Yeah. And um, I remember the, for the very first time we were hanging out before and I remember one time we hung out and I lost track of time and I came home so late and my parents oh, were no. so mad at me and they're just like, oh, is this the type of young man you want to date? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you haven't introduced him to your dad yet. <laughs> I remember I was like, okay, you have to like come over and kind of like introduce yourself as my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. when he started getting like all flustered he's just like oh is that what we are i'm like excuse me you asked me (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah that's what we are and then he's like okay but he was like really frightened about it so i remember he came over and at first like my dad was there but he worked like an overnight shift and Mm -hmm. um so he was sleeping by the time he got there and so, like, my mom told him that he was coming, but I guess he was not prepared for it. And mm-hmm. I remember we were, like, hanging out on the couch. My mom was there. And we were just, like, very, like, you know, young and, like, you know, very cutesy and in each other's face. Yeah, and yeah. then my dad woke up yeah. and he came into the living room and he saw us there on the couch and he saw this guy that I was dating. 
and he looked at my mom, he looked at me, and he looked at the guy that I was dating, and he just walked out of the house. He walked out of the apartment. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) And then my mom looked at us, and then she left too, and then she went out into the hallway, and all you could hear is, no, you go back inside and you say hi to that young man. That's so cute. Of course your mom would do that. Any mom would do that. And then me and him were just looking at each other like, uh... But yeah, he eventually came back in the house and then, like, you know, they had a normal conversation and were able to, like, carry on normally. But that was funny. I thought it was so normal between Bella and her dad. I'm like, that did not go over well for me the very first time I introduced him to my dad as my boyfriend. So they go go out and get into... Uh, the monster jeep that's Emmett's that Bella has never been in before um, and then once they get onto the uh, to the end of the road they have to go on foot and this scene was very like heated I'll say <laughs> yeah it was heated it was heated <laughs> so so basically Bella's like not happy that she has to um, go again like running with Edward and stuff mm-hmm. because she's still you know, it's still fresh from the last time when she, like, almost, you know, got queasy and stuff. And she's like, uh, oh, Edward's like, I, do you, should I tamper with your memory? And then Belle's like, what? (laughs) But before that, there's not really enough time for her because this is when Edward is, like, he gets closer to her face, is full-on teasing her with, like, kisses and, like, he's like, oh, are you still worried? And then he's we have this kind of back and forth banter. Of, um, yeah, it's like like he's still touching her, you know, and like still like getting up and close, and um, they're like still trying to talk about oh, you know, hitting trees. And Edward says like that's not gonna happen. But yeah, they're, they're basically like making out for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> the chemistry is there. They are vibing. He like yeah, kissing her, before making her Edward like decides. forget. All the experiences mm-hmm. last time, but yeah, she finally gets on his back and yeah. goes off into the woods. They run. Okay, so that basically they run uh, through the trees and stuff, and then they stop. And Bella basically is like trying to catch her breath, and she thinks that oh, she says something like oh, are you the only one allowed to get mad? Stuff like that. And Edward was Edward at this point starts to get a little defensive, basically saying like. I wasn't mad at you. Like, I'd never be angry with you. And, like, he's just... I felt like he was just so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like, he like that the fact that he's not mad at Bella, but she thinks he's mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when he finally tells her he loves her. And it's like, like, you don't understand what you do to me. I love you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. This is giving me very much... Um... It was giving me very much Pride and Prejudice, the movie, like, in the rain when Mr. Darcy mm-hmm. was just like... Like, I'm exasperated by you. I love you. Use my cinnamon yeah, apple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So okay. they come to the clearing at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Bella, this is the first time Bella's finally being introduced to all of the siblings, like all at once. So yeah. she's met, she's seen them from afar. She's like been introduced mm-hmm. to Alice. She talked to Alice and Jasper in the room, but she's never really been that much in close contact with Emmett and Rosalie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, of course, not playing because she cannot keep up with them. <laughs> These super <laughs> yeah, individuals. Yeah, she could not. So she watches with Esme, who's like the referee of their games. She's like, oh, I always keep them honest. You should hear the bickering. Yeah. They're like a pack of wolves. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you sound like my mom. And she's basically saying that like, <laughs> 
to her like these are her kids and yeah. she loves all of them like that these are her children and edward is like a son to her or not like a son like is her son at this point right and she was saying we get a bit of like esme's back history as well she yeah. was saying like i love them so much like i had to have children i love them so much i lost a son of my own in like my human life like Mm-hmm. my first child and she was saying Bella was shocked by that she's like oh Edward told me you she was saying that she was so devastated first that she yeah. jumped off the cliff yeah but Edward ever the gentleman was trying to protect his mom and saying that she mm-hmm. fell off the cliff and Esme was just like yeah oh, I didn't fall I jumped <laughs> because like I guess yeah. her heart was just so shattered she couldn't be a mom mm-hmm. um, so sad yeah so they basically at this point she's just watching the game everybody's going back and forth they're running like you know all of that good stuff <laughs> i don't know how to play baseball so i can't even describe it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know and so um what happens at this point so she, they're just kind of like refereeing the game and then all of a yeah. sudden like like there's a movement because Alice can see into the future, so she I guess she sees something at the exact time yeah. that Edward hears her thoughts. So it's like the two of them connect without having to say mm-hmm. any words, and everybody adjusts right. themselves. Like, everybody comes to Bella. and yeah. They're all concerned. Yeah, they're all concerned. They're asking each other questions, so like, how long until they get to the clearing? Where were they going? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my perspective was off the first time I saw it. I thought they would go past us, but they heard us playing. They changed their paths. They're coming this way, and they'll be in the clearing soon where, like, where they're playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Edward's trying to apologize to, like, Bella at this point. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry that I brought you out here. It was dangerous. It was reckless of yeah. me. And he's saying, like, put your hair down. Like, take your hair off and put your hair down. And I guess that's to hide yeah. her neck or the smell, like, permeating off of her skin. I don't know how that's gonna yeah. help because Alice basically says like that's not gonna yeah. help. <laughs> I can smell her yeah. from across the field. Like that's mm-hmm. not gonna help. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what Edward was thinking because he made the same um, comment too. He was saying like when they were in the car kissing, he was like, "Oh, you smell so good in the rain." So I don't know why mm. the action of her taking her hair down was really gonna do if you can smell her more in the uh, rain. Yeah, and then that's what yeah <laughs> Alice could smell her across the field. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't have much time until the others get there, and like they can hear them mm-hmm. coming, and they come into the clearing. So that ends yeah. chapter seventeen, and then chapter eighteen begins. It's called the hunt. So this chapter is yeah. very tense. It's very dramatic. This is where the drama begins. <laughs> so far, we had lovey dovey. Mm-hmm. I love you. You're my life now. You're my cinnamon <laughs> apple. But now we're getting into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there are three other vampires that come into the clearing. Um, when they're playing mm-hmm. baseball. So they're basically introduced as Laurent, James, and Victoria. So yeah. when they're coming into the clearing, Bella's describing them almost almost in a militant fashion. And that, like, they're flanked. Like, there's three of them. They're kind of coming in, like, as an arrow. So one in the front and two flanking yeah. um, Laurent. But I don't think it yeah. was like that in the movie. But whatever. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because James always came across as more of the leader, but... Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In the movie, he does. In the book? In the, oh, in the in movie. In the movie, he does. In the book, I think they just put Laurent in the front because Vic- the way that they describe Victoria, like, she has, like, they're all barefoot, 
Victoria is mm-hmm. was running so fast. She has like tree debris in her hair. Right, James, right. I don't know. He seems kind of like a creep. <laughs> He's giving me very much creep vibes. And I guess Laurent mm-hmm. maybe is the most civil out of the three of them to kind of present mm-hmm. himself first to another group and one that's much larger than their three. So she's right. describing them almost like militant in fashion and that the demeanor is more feral and cat-like than the Cullens. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like you have these wild creatures and then you have the Cullens who are more trying so to blend in so they come across as more human-like, of course. Yeah, that's interesting. I found it interesting that she was saying that they were dressed differently and yeah. stuff like that. Because... I guess because the Cullens are an anomaly. Like, they, you don't see yeah. uh, a group of vampires so big as them to come across, like, as a family. Um, right. It's not normal for them to travel or be together so, like, in such a big clique. They either do travel in groups of two or threes. So they come, they approach. They're just saying that they wanted to join in on the game. Like, they were heading one way when they heard, like, the crack of, like, the baseball bats. And they want to join in. But Carlisle's kind of like, he's kind of being the, the diplomatic one in this situation. He's saying, oh, we were just wrapping up. Like, where are you guys from? Where are you coming from? Trying to be very, like, polite. And they were like, oh, we just came down from Ontario. And I'm like, oh, Canadians, don't get it. Yeah. So they just came back down from Ontario. They're hunting along the way. And Carla was basically saying, like, since we're such a big group here, could you refrain from hunting in this area? Because this is where we are. We hunt along these areas. And if, like, we hunt more than usual, we're trying to be, like, in, like hidden, discreet. Right. Um, Don't hunt here. So James basically, not James, yeah. Laurent was basically saying, oh, of course. Don't even worry about it. Um, He's like, oh, we're not too far from our home, I think Carlisle said if you wanted to come back and Mm -hmm. join us and then that kind of like perks them up because they're like home like how do you manage to stay in one place one place yeah Mm -hmm. because they are again nomadic in nature always wandering um he's like it's a long story if you want to come back blah blah blah, you come back with us and it's like thinly veiled politeness like everybody's very tense but carlisle is like talking in such a way that like Oh, it's very polite. It's very like, you know, we're just chatting. We're just having a chat. And then Jasper's probably trying to do his thing, like, you know, control the emotions of the room and see, Mm -hmm. like, what's about to pop off. And Mm -hmm. everything, (laughs) everything is going well until, like, one thing happens. So everything's going well until they're, like, saying, oh, we'll leave you now. We'll be on our way. And then the wind rustles in such a way that it lifts Bella's scent off of her skin. And, like, it goes towards James. And James just kind of, like, goes cray-cray. Like, he's like... Yeah, yeah." that's scary. (laughs) The switch-up was, like, such a 180. He basically, like, pounces for Bella. And then Edward Mm -hmm. gets defensive trying to protect Bella. And he's, like, snarling back at her. Yeah. And James was like, well, 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 what do we have here? <laughs> you brought a snack? Yeah. And I'm like, listen, yeah. I want to be called a snack, but not in this way. <laughs> yeah. Not I, I, in this me way. Too. <laughs> no. And so um, Carlisle, again, is trying to like be diplomatic here. He's like, oh, she's with us. And James is like, but she's human. 
And then Carl's like, listen, (laughs) I said, she's with us. So he's like, okay, okay, I'll back off. I'll back off. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, okay, he's giving directions. Carlisle's giving directions now. He's like, okay, Rosalie, Esme, you come with me, Alice, Emmett, Jasper, whatever. You go with them. And so... Oh, it's just Alice and Emmett that go with Edward. Yeah, it's just Alice and Emmett, sorry. And yeah. the rest go with Carlisle. So Edward, along with Alice and Emmett, they're taking her to, like, the clearing, like, trying to get to, like, the line of trees in the woods. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to be calm and, like, walk at a human yeah. pace. But as soon as they right. get to, like, the woody area, <laughs> this man slings this girl onto his back and they take <laughs> off. Oh. Um, <laughs> And she's, like, too afraid that she can't even close her eyes while he's running because usually, like, she tucks in and she's, like, trying not yeah. to be, you know. Yeah, because she can see the others behind him, yeah. like, right behind him. And, like, <laughs> they're, like, taking off into the into the woods again. And so they get to the other side of the clear, clearing, back to Emmett's truck. And mm-hmm. right now, Edward is, like, tripping balls. He's like, Emmett, Yeah, it's very in. intense in this car. <laughs> strap her in. And he's like, what else did he say? He's like... Did you see that, Alice? He's a tracker. He's a tracker. <laughs> and I feel like he will not let anybody get a word in edgewise. Who's driving? Emmett's yeah. driving, right? Then, no, Edward's driving. I thought Emmett and Alice are between Bella. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's a tracker. Blah, blah, blah. And so she, Alice was trying to say, like, oh, I didn't see this coming. I feel like she takes a little bit of blame because she's supposed to be the one that sees, mm-hmm. you know, when things might yeah. not go well. What are they talking about? He's just like, oh, he's obsessed with the hunt. It's not like yeah. going to be they're like... trying to figure out what to what do. What to do at this point. And they're like driving so fast. And I think at this point, Bella realizes um, that they're going in the opposite direction of her house. And that's mm-hmm. when she starts freaking out. She's like, you can't take me. you got to take me back home now. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, Charlie's with the police. Like, if I do not come home tonight, he will call the FBI. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? You're right. Because when a white girl goes missing, <laughs> they will call the FBI. <laughs> Plus, yeah. nor are the chief daughters, uh, the, you know, police chief's daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, they're calling the police. <laughs> Every man's yeah. getting called. And they want to take her, like, away, like, just kind of, like, disappear her right now. And she's the only one right now because... Edward is working with so much adrenaline. He's so worried about her, like, protecting her that he's not thinking mm-hmm. clearly, even though he's the advanced individual at this point. He's supposed to be the one that's thinking clearly. So she's just mm-hmm. like, if I disappear with you tonight and I do not come home, what do you think Charlie's going to think? Like, he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to take me now? I can't. Like, I have to go back home. And he was saying, like, yeah. of course you can't go back home. That's the first place James is going to look for you. Alice, searching yeah. through her mind, sees that they can get back home first. Or go back with Bella first before James reaches there. Like they can beat them there. Yeah. Um. Edward wants to run. Bella is the only one that kind of like gets a little bit of a backbone again in this situation, where she's like, "You need to take me home mm-hmm. now." Um. Yeah. And then she kind of concocts a plan in her head, saying like, "If you disappear now, what do you think Charlie's gonna think?" Yeah. Exactly. So she's basically saying, "One, we're gonna return home," and she's like, "I'll make up a story." And say that I can't stand it in Forks anymore and that I'm leaving. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. two, you have to stay here for a couple of days. You saw, he saw me leave with you. If you're not there the next day, what is he going to think? So, you have to stay in, in Forks yeah. for a couple of days with Emmett. So, I think he saw yeah. Emmett, too. 
Mm-hmm. Or he knows Probably. he knows what Emmett looks like at least. So he's saying like, you yeah. can't you would you and Emmett have to be here. Like you can't. He'll skip, catch on. Yeah, he'll catch on. Mm-hmm. So you can't skip town. Persuade Charlie that like you had nothing to do with why I'm gone. And then three, while you guys stay in Forks for a couple of days, like I'll leave with Alice and Jasper, and like I'll go to Phoenix. And he's like, you mm-hmm. can't go to Phoenix. That's the first place. Like he's he looked, he's listening out for you. Like he'll know that you're going to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then she said, he'll never believe that I'm actually going where I'm say I'm going. And then Emmett's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's a genius. This might, it's foolproof. It just might work. It's so crazy that it might work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's their plan as of right now. Is it foolproof? We do not know yet. Well, I know. Who knows? You you are still gonna be reading. So what did you think yes. of these three <laughs> chapters? Um, I liked them to be honest. Uh obviously I really liked the the seventeen and eighteen, the the baseball game, and for some reason I was really intrigued by the car scene. Mm-hmm. Um just because like they were all like trying to like figure out what to do, mm-hmm. blah, blah blah. And I was just like, wow, I wish like someone would care for me that much <laughs> to like right. wanna dip town. I mean, like, what is he supposed to do? Like hopefully he doesn't like well, you know, it was fun knowing yeah, you. I know. James is gonna get your ass, so you know, peace out. He would never do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought it but, was fun, yeah. the car scene. I like that you brought that up. I think it was fun finally seeing a dynamic that wasn't just Edward and Bella for the past, like, 10 or so chapters. Mm Kind of getting to see Mm -hmm. how he works with his siblings and how they work off each other and how they always kind of, like, come for each other and come, like, to protect each other's back. Because Emmett was really about to be like, you don't think we could kill for you? Like, if this man cannot stop hunting, (laughs) you don't think we would kill him for you? And I'm like, damn, Emmett is a ride or die. I know. Honestly, I was extremely attracted to Emmett. At that moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that says about us, but yeah. He was just like, you don't think you like, got your damn, back? damn, this, yeah, I like that, so. Yeah, and then Alice yeah. was there trying to see the future and what would happen next and, like, playing out the scenario in her head a little bit. But, yeah, I did like the car scene, too. So, we're going to move on to with this vibe. Um, so, this chapter we're gonna talk about billy so it's a new character that because we've been talking about bella and edward that's been a a lot about (laughs) exactly so now we're gonna shift and talk a little about billy specifically the um scene in chapter 17 Mm -hmm. is it yeah 17 where he basically comes in and tries to talk to bella um and so a few questions are brought up like is it okay for Billy to come and talk to Bella alone without Charlie and is that is that appropriate just because she's his best friend's daughter honestly I feel like sometimes when I watch things that are made for like teens and young adults Mm. I will constantly say to myself where is the adults (laughs) (laughs) yeah where's the adults in this scenario because as a teen you're like oh yeah exactly in your face you speak up for yourself but whatever whatever but then yeah, yeah, yeah. once you watch these things again as an adult, it's like, okay, relax. You're going to hurt yourself um, acting <laughs> this way. So mm-hmm. I feel like in one regard, Billy was being the adult in the situation. Um, because 
I'm not gonna fault Charlie being the police chief, but like he's always coming and going. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course he's concerned yeah. about his daughter, but I feel like he's never really asking or pushing enough to get out get information out of her because that's who they are. They're very recluse and they're very like to themselves and introverted. Yeah. Yeah. Um for sure. So in this instance, uh I feel like Billy was just being like the concerned parent in this regard. Yeah. Do we think that he was like overstepping the line? Honestly, I will automatically say that <laughs> in this day and age, I don't think the scene would vibe because Yeah. And it's not for the reason that you think. I think because <laughs> in 2021, me as a person of color, as a black woman, I'm not getting involved in no mm-hmm. white people nonsense. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not getting involved in no white people nonsense. Yeah. Even if, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> even if I know a little bit more information, I'll be like, "Child, look at this nonsense." You know what? Let me just mind my business and keep watching. <laughs> I know, but what if it was like one of your best friends? Exactly. It's only because Billy is yeah. Billy and Charlie are best friends. That's why he has to speak up, and yeah. like he knows more information than Charlie does, knowing that like they are vampires. Mm-hmm. Charlie doesn't know anything about yeah. anybody being supernatural right now. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so he has to be the one to speak up. But I feel like if this was to happen in 2021 and take out the part that they weren't <laughs> best friends. It would be weird. And take out the part that like this is a, an indigenous man from a yeah. native tribe talking to a yeah. white woman about her white woman nonsense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would go. I would leave her to it. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. Everybody makes choices and choices have consequences. <laughs> Exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So for the most part... So do you think he vibes? Billy vibes, vibes because that's his best friend. He has to look out for his best friend. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. right now there was no adult in the situation. Yeah. Charlie's yeah. there, but like he's preoccupied he's with, you know, yeah. Yeah. Protecting the town and whatnot. He doesn't always have time to like look at his teenage daughter with like his two eyes and see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we're going to move into our third segment of our show that we always do, which is fan culture moment. Um, mm-hmm. For this episode, we're going to talk about the baseball scene. I'm not in the context of mm-hmm. the book so much. I think last chapter yeah. we talked about chapter 13, which was the meadow scene, which was like mm-hmm. if there was no meadow scene or if um, Stephanie Meyer hadn't have dreamt about the meadow scene, there would be no Twilight. Yeah. And I feel like the baseball scene in the context of the movie is like a fan mm-hmm. favorite of Twilight. Like, you cannot talk about mm-hmm. Twilight without talking about the baseball scene. I remember yeah. when I first went to go watch <laughs> the movie in, like, the eighth grade. I didn't realize... <laughs> okay, and don't get me wrong. I love Twilight. I even like the movies. Yeah. I feel like the movies are so bad to the point that they're good. Yeah, yeah I, got, I understand <laughs> Like, that. every... When I was, like, in my undergrad and, like, it would be exam mm-hmm. season... Every single time with my roommates, we would just watch the Twilight series. <laughs> just for comfort, just to rip on it, just right. to, like, you know, have a good laugh. Yeah. Even though it's not supposed to be a comedy, it's supposed to be dramatic. <laughs> Drama. Yeah, I understand. But I always have the baseball scene, like, in my heart. I let mm-hmm. you, okay, watch the segments of the baseball scene. 
I feel like later mm-hmm. on we'll yeah. watch the movie together and kind of discuss it as a whole. But what did you think yeah, of the baseball scene? Yeah, because I haven't scene? seen the fall movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I watched the baseball scene, and I obviously, like, back in the day when I was watching these movies at birthday parties, like, bits and pieces, I do remember the baseball scene. Um, so I rewatched it, and it was very interesting. It was very, it was pretty much pretty accurate, um, I found, to the book, mm-hmm. like, the way, you know, uh, all the characters were, and I thought it was... It was really interesting how the fact that it's only two minutes, but it's still a scene that like people continue to talk about mm-hmm. that's so iconic. And it's the first book, first movie, mm-hmm. and people still talk about it. Yeah, it's also like, I love it too, because say what you want about the movies, I don't know why the mm-hmm. Twilight soundtracks always hit. They always <laughs> hit. Like It was good, it was good. I think it was... <laughs> I can't remember the title name, something like Super Black Hole or whatever by some whatever band. Mm -hmm. But the way that it just kind of like comes together with the editing of the scene, the song together, I'm like, this is great. This is cinematic genius. (laughs) 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 This is amazing. It was a really fun scene. I found it was really fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it was one of those scenes that kind of like stuck out the most. And I feel like for Mm -hmm. a lot of fangirls, they kind of like, caught onto it or like clutched it onto it a lot because it was kind of iconic in a sense the way it all mm-hmm. just came together and i feel mm-hmm. like everybody was kind of looking forward to that because thinking in the early 2000s like how it's going to come together on like on a movie screen like how are you going to yeah. make these characters move that complicated. way yeah mm-hmm. honestly i had the dvd of the Twilight movie, even after it came out. Like, I watched it in theater, and then I bought the DVD. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, <laughs> the behind-the-scenes stuff that they always do, like, the takes that they yeah. always do. Mm-hmm. And you could see, like, how they had them on, like, the wires and the way that the camera moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought it was just so cool, like, to my 13-year-old self, how they made the scene come together. And, like, <laughs> all the different pieces come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes. Even though, like, I love to hate it or, like, hate to love it, it's a good scene, though. I it's love the scene. scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's all we have for today. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Bang Girls Suck. I'm Anya. And I'm Delisha. Sink your teeth into it next time with us. 